So we've been going through the Ten Commandments, and let's go back to that picture really quick. Do you notice the first four all have to do with God? And as God shifts the focus to community and our neighbors, the first people that God highlights is our parents. Isn't that in- So the, there's an inference there. God's inferring, I would take this away, and I think it's good. The most important relationship you and I will have after God is family, our mom and dad. If you think about it, how many of us were, just raise your hand if you were, this is such a dumb question, but it's not a trick question. How many of you were affected by your mom and dad for better or worse? Raise your hand. It's the only relationship where if they don't do anything for you, you're affected by it. If they do something for you, you're affected by it. If they're good, you're affected by it. If they're terrible, you're affected by it. And so God's secret to society being healthy and whole is through family. And so Christians in 2,000 years ago when Jesus rose again, one of their first primary things was we're going to take care of our family. Because in the culture, I'll share this with you, there was a lot of elderly abuse. There was a lot of child abuse. There was a lot of spousal abuse. And after, after Jesus rose again, he said, there's a new rule, and my kingdom will be different. And so some of us, where did you learn respect? Where did you learn how to respect authority? Home. Where did you learn about security and, and the foundation of spirituality? I learned it at home. Some of you, even if you didn't grow up in a Christian home, where did you learn character? And, hey, we don't do that. We don't steal money from our friends. Hopefully home. And so our, the fifth commandment, God is telling children, and I want to say this over and over again today, it's not just young children. It's for adult children too. Your love, obedience, care, and respect for your parents is vital to me, God says. So right there, we may, some of us may need to just repent right on that one. I, after I was preparing this message, I was so convicted I called my mom just out of the blue. I said, I just, she's like, oh, hey, good to hear from you. And I said, I just felt like saying hi, mom. So convicted that do we treat our mothers and fathers, not by what they did for us conditionally, but intrinsically because God placed them in our lives, trusting God, do we treat them with respect? Um, For the college students, young people who are single, raise your hand, high school students. Here's a pop, pop wisdom. When you get a boyfriend or girlfriend, look at how they treat their mom and dad. Watch how they treat their mom and dad. That's going to reveal to you who they truly are. That's, it's very helpful. And when I saw Kathy, how she treated her mom and dad, I ran. I'm just kidding. She was really good to her, she was really good to her mom. And so women, how does the boyfriend treat his father and mother? It shows who they truly are. And it shows how they may treat you. Heidelberg Catechism has this. Uh, question 104. What does God require in the fifth commandment? Here it is. That I show all honor, love, and fidelity to my mother and father. And listen to this part. And all in authority over me. See, it's interpreting the fifth commandment already. It's not just mom and dads. God's preparing us to see how will you do with any authority over you? Police. Your boss. 
your pastor, your elder, the leaders, the government, the president, and submit myself to their good instruction and correction with due obedience. And listen to this part. And also patiently, can we say patiently? Patiently bear with their weaknesses and infirmities since it pleases God to govern us by their hand. Well, that's loaded, and that's really beautiful. So it's not just about our mom and dads, but it's how will you function in society with those over you? Isn't that true? If, if a child has no respect for mom and dad, and they haven't disciplined them, they haven't given them instruction, how will that kid do when he goes to kindergarten? The teacher says, come here, little Joey. No. <laughs> Joey, it's time to go to the bathroom. No, I don't want to. It gets a little tough. But there is a correlation with kids who know respect and honor and obedience to authority. They go, sure, Mrs. Kimmel. Sure, Mrs. Johnson. Sure, Mr. Rogers. And so this is God infusing into our society a healthy order of submission. So the Bible consistently shows us this, that children who obey parents is a reflection of godliness. Consistently, the Bible shows this. And conversely, children who disobey their parents is a sign of depravity and godlessness. 2 Timothy 3, 1-3. But understand this, that in the last days there will become times of difficulty for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, and right in the middle of all these terrible descriptions, he throws in disobedient to their parents. You know, when we go to judge people or if people are like, oh, that guy's a really bad guy, modern day there, we say like, oh, he, he beats up people, you know, he kills people, or he, he's, he's, a, he's a thief. No one ever says, he's really terrible. He doesn't listen to his parents. In our society, that's not a bad thing, but to God's eyes, the end days will be people filled with that. And this is Paul talking about in Romans 1, people who are godless, people who have turned away and rejected God. Look at this. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, and there it is, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless. God consistently shows us that the way we treat our parents is a reflection of our spirituality and our connection with God. It's not just be good. It's where are you, Adam? So, uh, so Exodus twenty twelve says this, honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God has given you. God gave this to Israel and said, if you listen and honor your parents, you will live long in those days. Now, does that mean that if I listen to my parents, I will live 100 years old? Or does that mean that if I disobey my mom and dad, I'll die tomorrow? No. So what is God saying? God's saying the fullness of life, the goodness of life, the abundant life, the shalom of God, the peace of God is exhibited when the household is peace and honoring and respecting and submissive to one another. I don't know about you, but Proverbs says this over and over again. Uh, just to go home to a nagging or cantankerous argument to a spouse or children who won't listen, it's not peaceful. To have a harmonious home to go back to 
is something that kids relish. If parents just nag at their kids over and over again, and this is what we're going through right now in our family, like, oh gosh, I got to watch myself. Why did I say that? Or why am I like that? If we're like that, the kids, when they're 18 and go to college, they're not going to come back. And so we create this culture, this cult environment where we're pushing our kids away because they're not coming home to security, trust, and love. They're like, see you later, alligator. But if the family is harmonious and whole, there is a lot of health, physical health, spiritual health, emotional health. Um, every research points to this conclusion. Almost every research, just having dinner with your family goes a long way. So, for example, this is from the Dinner Project, and they came up with these conclusions. When children and parents have dinner together, the children have better academic performance, higher self-esteem, greater resilience, lower substance abuse, less teenage pregnancy, less depression, less likelihood of eating disorder, less rate of obesity, better cardiovascular health, and better vocabulary in preschool children when they hang out with parents. This is God's promises being revealed when we have a home where children learn to honor their mom and dad. And conversely, parents create an environment for kids to love them and to speak with them and treat them like respectful beings, then there's something to God's promises. Honor your father and mother so that you will live long in this land. So before we jump into the better spot, let's get to the bad news. God is serious about our parents. Um, listen, I, I don't have it in the screen, but Leviticus 29, this is how seriously God treats children honoring mom and dad. Verse 20, chapter 20, verse 9. For anyone who curses his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. He has cursed his father or his mother. His blood is upon him. Deuteronomy 27, verse 6. Cursed be anyone who dishonors his father or his mother, and all the people shall say amen. Deuteronomy 21 goes into a little more elaborate verse where a kid is stubborn, doesn't want to listen, they rebel, they don't listen to mother and father and they don't dis get disciplined, take him to the city elders so that they could stone him. Now, we are going to put this back into effect in 2021, starting today. Just kidding. <laughs> it's recorded. I'm going to get in trouble. Uh, we don't have this prescription anymore because Jesus Christ created a new covenant. So the old order is no longer held that you're punishable by death. But the principle is still there. Mom and dad are to be treated very seriously in God's eyes by their children. And so honor your father and mother. Ephesians 6, Paul reiterates that children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Honor your father and your mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that promise of living long, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Um, and so we don't do this. We, we're living in a time where we call our mom and dad by their first names and, or we just treat them like, okay, I'm old enough now. You're old. Let me do my life. And it's the adults' children that are failing at this. That are, and so even aside from that, um, this past year during the pandemic, the Asian community was being assaulted randomly in the streets. And I think what struck us as just the brutality of it, a lot of them were senior citizens walking down the street, an old gray-haired Asian lady just being punched in the face 
and falling to the ground, and she just is stunned and frozen. And I think the brutality, the, the reason for it as an Asian, but the third part of it was, how dare you strike someone who can't protect themselves, someone who's frail, who should be protected. And that reveals what has our society become when it comes to how we see elderly who are in some ways parents to us. And so a society where families break down is a society in trouble. And I'm not trying to say that sky is falling, but we have a serious issue with our society. So why does this matter to God? You heard it in the children's message that God has given us an order of authority. He placed them there even when they were not your votes, they were not your decisions, that the authority we have over us, that God is asking us, listen and submit to them, and in so doing, you are submitting and trusting me. So what's crazy here is you obey and honor your parents, not because they deserve it, but because God has given them into your life with all their flaws. And so what God is trying to say is it is impossible to honor me if you cannot honor your mother and father. And so in youth group days, I, I think when I went to uh, retreats and I came back from mission trips, fired up for God. And I remember it struck me. I was so like, God, I'll do anything for you. And I come home and my mom's like, hey, go do laundry. And I'm like, no. And I, it, the contrast stunned me. I was like, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> and so there's a disconnect in maturity that we could feel on fire for God, but the way we treat our mother and father has to ride with that because God honors all relationships. So what does honor mean? It literally means in the Hebrew word kabod, which means weight. Do you ever say, I don't have an ounce of respect for that person? You don't give me an ounce of respect? That's where it's connected. That you give a weight to someone. Boy, that person is so awesome. And so what we need to show children is how do you show them that adults need to be treated with honor and respect? And so this is where parents need to step up. I think a lot of today, parents, we try to tell kids how to behave, but we don't cultivate their character. We tell parents, children, what to do and what not to do, and we give them a bunch of rules. That's like what God doesn't want us to do, just slap rules on people. Instead, we're supposed to shepherd their heart, and it takes a long, oh, my grueling process. So parents, we need to be patient, and I fail at that. I'm going to confess that to you all. There are times where I'm like, that was terrible. And so we have to do our part to let children learn to joys of honoring mom and dad. And for children, do you honor your mom and dad? Do you give them honor and weight? Your friends are important, I know, at teenage years, but do you give your parents that ounce of respect? And so adult children, as we go into this, I think I used to teach this text as for youth group students and children, like honor your mom and dad. But this was actually intended by God to be in the community for adults, and I see it now. As I've been at this church for 13 years, and I've seen a lot of elderly people, they live longer. Thank God, you live long, you're healthy. And I see adult children now who are 60s and 70s who are children of these surviving elderly. And I'm starting to see a pattern where 
they don't hold that honor and respect because their parents are just either incapacitated or they're weak. And I see a sliver of, is that elder abuse? We lie. We manipulate their money. We, we don't treat them with kindness. Um, we put words in their mouth. We, we see adult children possibly treating with disdain. Oh, gosh. And so as a joke, you know, one person said to me, you know, my father in your church, he's using up my inheritance. Ha ha. Wow. I, I, I understand you're, you're being funny, but it's revealing. It's very telling. So I used to think this was for children to adults, parents, but this is adult children to their parents. And I think of these news stories where in Korea, People my age are sick of taking care of the elderly parents. So they dump them in the forest to just homeless camps so we don't have to be burdened to take care of them. And then I realize it's not just Korea. It's also happening here. We just drop them off wherever we can so they are out of our lives. And so I thought this is something maybe, you know, with world going crazy, but the commentator said this. This is in the context that God gave them this command. Listen to this. Uh-oh, sorry. Okay, there it is. In some societies in those days, the elderly were often sent out to the wilderness to be eaten of beasts or to die of exposure. This was the culture during that time of the Hebrews. And so you see what God's doing here. I'm going to live by a new loving command. You are not going to dump off your parents. You will honor them. And you will be my people. You will care for them. And so God says honor them, particularly the elderly. And a word about the elderly, Proverbs 23, verse 22. Listen to your father who gave you life and do not despise your mother when she is old. So some of us who are thinking like, I'm good with the Ten Commandments. The fifth one, I'm fine. Let's talk to me about adultery and lying. I'm pretty bad at that. But mother and father, I'm fine. Are you really? How are you with this? Do you hold them and treasure them? Um, on a side story note, uh, I think God was preparing me for this church. Back when I was in sixth grade, I delivered newspaper to, an, to a senior citizen apartment, and I hated it. I'm going to be honest. It's, it's just for a little teenage boy. I was like, oh, man, I don't want to go here. And then I had 40 customers. And every Wednesday night, I would go door to door, pick up my money for the papers. That was the 80s. And I was like 12 years old. You can't do that now. But I got to know these people. And God was preparing in me a ministry to say, hey, don't just look for a church or community where young people are there. Treasure all generations. And you know, I think churches, I'm going to make a crazy statement and email me if you want. I think churches today are dishonoring the elderly by doing this. I hear this, wow, your church has a lot of old people. You're, you're in trouble. Or, you know, oh, we only have old people. Or, or, oh, that church has a lot of young people. They're alive. And I want to hold the phone a minute. It's okay to say there is a trend where church could be declining. But what I'm witnessing now, even in our own community, is we don't associate old people intrinsically as failures or negativity. We don't say, oh, there's a bunch of old people here. 
And so we dishonor and break the fifth commandment by correlating success with youngness, youthfulness, and failure with just elderliness. And there, there could be some historical trend there, but I want to say we need to take the fifth commandment seriously and say, do we honor elderly people and parents? And so how do we care for them? And we'll, we'll wrap it up here. I think there's a couple of ways that, four different ways. One is, do we care for our parents' needs? Just care for them. Uh, Mark chapter 7, Jesus says to the Pharisees, you hypocrites, you know honor your father and mother, but you don't even obey it. You know why? Because you're saying, I have this money to help them, but I'd rather give it to the temple offering. He says, go help them. Do you see that? Jesus is saying, before you give your offering to the church, if your mom and dad are starving and in poverty, go help them. Honor them by caring for them. Second, do you love them enough to simply say this one word? Ready? Ready? Say this word with me. Hello. Now you're like, where is he going with this? You know what the number one thing I hear in nursing homes and my own mom and dad? Just call me. It's good to hear you. I miss your voice. Just calling them. So I try to call our elderly in our church at least once every other week, if not every week. Hello. I see you. I don't see you, but I know you're there. Do you call your parents? Do you hold them in reverence? Third, this is the hard one. Do you obey them? Children, obey your parents and everything for this pleases the Lord. Colossians 3.20. Now, as we get older, we're thinking, I know better than you, mom and dad. I don't have to obey you. Hold that. What's a better way you could honor and obey them? Even if you're smarter. Even if you know more. Maybe you could engage. What do you mean by that? What can I do? What's the heart of that? I just talked to our kids this morning. Be grateful for them. Are you grateful for your parents? Um, can you honor your parents even though they passed away? Oh, you betcha. Uh, a couple of ways. When they die, please have a memorial service for them if they are Christians. We live in a trend where now the kids are saying, I'm not a Christian, so I'm not going to do a funeral for my mom and dad. But they were Christians. Would you honor them by letting them have a Christian funeral? That's actually becoming a trend in our community. Would you honor them by thanking God for them, never forgetting them? Be grateful for them. And so the last part is remember that it's not just your own biological mom and dad that are your parents. It's the people who are older in your community. In church, we are a family, amen? Guess who my mom and dads are? Guess who your mom and dads are? Do you revere them? Do you thank them? I hope you mob John Taylor for his sharing and playing after this worship. And so, what is Jesus doing here? We remember the Ten Commandments, that Jesus didn't abolish the Ten Commandments. He fulfilled them. And Jesus fulfilled it in two ways. He was literally the most perfect child <laughs> Luke 2, 51, and he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was submissive to them and his mother treasured up all these things in her heart. Jesus never sinned. He honored his mom and dad, even his human mom and dad. But Jesus also fulfilled this by honoring the heavenly father by going to the cross in obedience. We can't do it. I'm gonna, the point of this commandment is you and I are terrible at keeping this commandment, but it points us to the fact that we need grace of Jesus Christ who fulfilled it. 
and with a determination and submissive, like, love and passion, we will be a society that honors our mom and dad, and we will be a society that honors those authority and adults and the elderly that God put over us. And in so doing, we will show the world what the kingdom of God looks like. Let's pray. God, I thank you for the elderly. I thank you, God, for their care. I thank you, God, even for their flaws and their imperfections. I thank you, God, because we get a glimpse of where we're also headed, but also these faithful men and women who did not live perfect lives, and they need your grace. But, Lord, we get to interact and love them. I thank you for church that is multicultural, multigenerational, that we could embody this. But I also thank God for you, for our moms and dads, whether they're living or dying, for the ways they've impacted in us, even if they were in negative ways, God, that you showed us how flawed we are and in need of a Savior. So God, we turn our hearts to you in repentance, that if we have dishonored our mothers or fathers in any way, whether it's in an acute setting or a chronic setting, Forgive us. Turn our hearts to love them. As we do, may we love you, the greatest authority. Jesus, you have fulfilled this. In your grace, you are leading us to a better way of life. And may we live abundantly in you in the relationships at home. Help the parents with their children. Help the children with their parents. And God, may you be exalted in these relationships. We close with the prayer that you taught us as we say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever.